This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Are you excited to be a cat daddy for a day? I could not be more excited. Can I tell you what my predictions are for you being Please. a cat daddy? Am I going to fall in love with cats and just change my career path? Oh my entirely? god. Is that, that your prediction? Was, that no. was literally, no. That was literally really? my prediction. Yeah? One thing you're not prepared for is the fact that once they're done just walking around your house and you're just living your life, they will just come and cuddle you. See, that's what I want. Mm -hmm. When I did, uh, I did a video that was like dog dad for a day with Nathan's dog. Mm -hmm. and Who is the cutest. If you haven't seen Nathan's dog, Ollie. Oh, what a stud. Um, a true gentleman. A true gentleman. Um, I was prepared for a handful. Ollie was nothing but well behaved. Mm. Didn't bark. Didn't beg. Didn't do anything. Everything went very smoothly. It was almost too easy. Like I had to like fake shenanigans so that there would be some type of drama in my day. Yeah. And then at night, he slept with me and was cuddly and was like, it was just like, oh, Heaven. I guess I should get a dog. Yeah. Oh. There they go. There they go. There they go. There they go. The cats are a lot more rambunctious than I thought. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Hand <laughs> This. Hi everyone. If you are a Patreon patron of the podcast, you got to enjoy a special conversation between Tyler and I all about cats. Mm. Can you believe it? Me ow. Me? Me ow. Uh, <laughs> sure, I'm going along with whatever you do and say. Joining me this week is an uh, extremely special guest and dear friend, Tyler Oakley. Wow. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here, It's Ty. an honor. You're the first person to be in my new house. It's also an honor. Yeah. I need you guys to know, if there's one thing you, that Hannah hasn't told you about her house that is spectacular about her house... It's the fridge. <laughs> it's stunning. Thank it's you. beautiful. Oh, it's God. spacious. It when you close it, it it, it Did eases Alice you into up to this? no no no. I just know what's important, and that's part of being thirty. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Oh, boom! Wow, you should get the Segway noise. You know, I once rented a Segway. Yeah. It was not worth my money. Mm. I didn't get my money's worth. I wrote it around in my living room and that was it. Did it help you like transition between subjects and places? Kind of. Yeah. In a video. I, was, I, bought, I got it for um, a Halloween costume when I was the, the scammer guy from TanaCon. Oh, shit. Yeah. I'm committed. Committed. Yes. I have no clue about anything but about TanaCon, but I did it for the views. Did you know? It's a, that's good. It's good to be healthy and Thank honest. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have to wear a helmet? The, the man came to my house with the Segway yeah. and told me, you are supposed to wear a helmet, but I will be leaving your living room while you film, so you do what you do. Right. I said, okay, girl. So I got fully naked 
And I fucked the and segue. Fucked the segue. <laughs> and, then, and then that was it. That and, was the video. But who do you think topped and who bottomed? Well, I think we both know that. Watch it's my the, video to find out. Uh, available now at Pornhub.com slash Tyler. It's, <laughs> it's on my Patreon. Did you Thank hear you. that Pornhub is trying to buy Tumblr? Well, somebody has to. I know, to bring it back to its... Yahoo really ruined everything. Am I allowed to say that? Are they a sponsor Yahoo of the podcast? ruined Tumblr. Uh, no, they, it ruined it in waves. Do you remember when all that go spam... Off. I am going to go off. Remember all that spam came on Tumblr? Like, sure. It was like, all of a sudden, there was like all this random shit and like... Russian bots. Yes! Mm. Mm. And then all the porn got banned. That was my main source. I can't believe that the porn I, got banned. I, it, it's actually bittersweet because it leaves me to my imagination more and more. So now I'm just kind of have to like... Whip up something in this old cranium. Yeah, got to get going with that. And yeah. now your brain is fully formed. <laughs> now that Tumblr got our band's formed, <laughs> yeah. now it actually has to work. Yes. Well, no, because you're you're here. You've arrived today. Tyler and I are going to be talking about uh, what it's like to be on the other side of thirty. Wow! Can you the believe? drama? I know. <laughs> Does it feel different? Mm, no. Convincing. No, I feel convinced. No, I mean the. No, it doesn't, because it's like, what's the difference between the day before you turn 30 and the day after you turn 30? It's like, it's two days, that's the same two days span that is in between 30 and a half. How long have you been 30? Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Um, about a month. About a month, right? Since March? Yeah. Really, I think that turning 30 is an event. 31, that's the weird one. Because then you're like, okay. I and mean, then you're 32. Oh. And then you turn, I'm going to be turning 33. Jesus died at 33. That's what I always say. Well, oh my God. are you going to outlive him? Who knows? I don't know. I don't Two know. water to wine connoisseurs, oh, both crucified oh. on their own platforms. Oh my God. You know, who knows what's going to happen? I always say two things. One, I love my fridge. <laughs> two, Jesus died at 33. Mm. Well, when Corey turned 34, it was a big jubilant day. Oh, that's nice. Because he turned, he converted to Judaism. No, not not jubilant. <laughs> no, he just like uh, he did the deed that Jesus couldn't. I mean, that uh, says a lot. I know it really does. When I lived past twenty seven, I felt the same way because you know about the twenty seven club. Mm-mm. You don't know about the twenty seven club? Tell me. A lot of people die at twenty seven. Really? A lot of from people. like heroin. Yes. Okay. Well, we're in good. But shape. there's a whole Wikipedia page about it. Yeah. Well, Tyler, here we are. We're both mm. in our 30s. Mm-hmm. We're both homeowners. Mm. And I would like to just really say how much it means to me that when you walked in my house, you appreciated the fridge. Well, of course. It was... Guys, I haven't I haven't told them about the fridge at all. I'm just jealous of your ice machine because my, my fridge, the ice maker is broken. And so now I have to buy ice in a bag and I put it in the freezer and it's like... Take it all around. I'm embarrassed and people are trying to like make ice with my... And I'm like, oh, that's broken right now. But it's been broken for two years. So I'm like, I can't say it's been... It's broken right now. It's like... It's been it's home ownership right is like you have to take responsibility for the shit that goes wrong and like actually do something. Yeah. And uh, I am... Not doing any of those things. You can ease into it. I will tell you a fun fact about fridges. And then I promise we're going to stop talking about fridges, guys. But hello, now we're in our 30s. A fridge, uh, the ice machine on the fridge is the number one thing to break. Mm. And the reason why is because if your ice machine is connected to your freezer unit, every time you're opening and shutting the freezer door, a little bit of heat enters your fridge. So a little bit of moisture enters, which is a little bit of water. So it'll refreeze in places Mm. that break your ice machine. So... If you want to get a fridge which has an ice machine that doesn't break, you have to get it separate from your freezer. 
Okay. Does that make sense? It does. Thanks. I mean, I open my freezer a lot because, you know, I have a ice have cream. halo top. I have an ice cream problem. And so <laughs> when I, what, what I do is I don't commit to one pint of ice cream. Mm-hmm. So I get one out. Mm-hmm. I sit it down. I have some, well, but I keep the door open until it buzzes. And that's my personal oh my timer. Oh my God, that's why your ice machine is yes, breaking. for sure. It's my personal timer for me to... Push the button to stop the beeping and switch out to a new flavor. Oh. So, so that might be... So that's probably so, why. <laughs> so your fri- you want a fridge that allows you to have portion control. Well, I, this kind of does. Yeah. No, I mean, it kind of does. When you it definitely were... definitely worth breaking the ice maker. It, it does break the ice. When you were... What? I was going to say your fridge is a great conversationalist. Because it knows how to break the ice. There you go. Thank you. That's, the end. That's, that's, what it that's it was. Um, when you were uh, growing up, was your house a no-shoes house? No. It was a shoes on house? Yeah. Okay, that's how I know you grew up in chaos. I know a lot of details, <laughs> but that's the real indicator. I didn't know I didn't start taking my shoes off until I went and lived in Japan. And then I was like, oh, okay. this is great. Yeah. I love what about you? Were you guys a no shoes house? We were a no shoes house. But you had so many brothers and sisters. Yeah. You had to be a no shoes house because it otherwise... was a no shoes house, but like it didn't make sense because it's like there was garbage everywhere, my like all the dog hair everywhere. It's like it didn't have to be a no shoes house. Right. Um, My biggest fear about getting a dog, mm-hmm. um, because now that we own a home, mm-hmm. we're like open to getting a dog. I want to get like an old wiener dog. I want sure. it to be basically Charles's size. Absolutely. Yeah. My biggest fear is... Get shedding? No. I, how do you keep a dog off a couch? And why would you want oh, to? Oh, we That's, were a dog on the couch house. I don't think I could be a dog off the couch house. It seems... Cool. I loved the dog on the couch. Yeah. I loved the dog on me. I loved the dog with me at all times. Yeah. No, I wouldn't... I, when I see people at other people's houses say, get off the couch, I say, oh my God, have some kindness. I, I mean, I'm sorry. And like, for those of you listening who are dogs off the couch, I know the reasons, right? No, it's fuck you. Oh, so re- am I allowed to swear? Yeah. Okay, sure. fuck you. <laughs> Thank you. That's my, that's my, the hill I'm dying on. The today. hill, I, yeah, this is it. I've chosen it. Well, it's because I guess the dogs are slobbery and they make the couch dirty. But like, if you're going to get a dog, it's going to go on the couch. Thank you. I, it seems cruel. Thank you. So, uh, I actually have an outline that was prepared for me to talk to you about being in your 30s, but I forget where my phone is. It's on my phone. Oh, no, I have it right here. Okay. Okay. Look how official this is. You're in a relationship. The rumors are true. The rumors are true. Rumors. And you confirmed that. Yeah. Multiple times. What? Yeah. In the scales of relationships, how does this compare? Is it your longest? Is it your shortest? It's... Oh, wait, not that it's over. Sorry, spoiler. No. 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 Uh, as of this moment that we're recording, we are still together. Anthony, if you're listening, hello. Um, <laughs> it is in between. I've had three major relationships in my life, this one included. This is longer than my shortest and shorter than my longest. Okay. Somewhere in the middle. So somewhere in the middle. But I would say it's definitely the most mature. Uh, thankfully, obviously, of course, hopefully it would be. After, I mean, my last one was when I was 23. Mm. So I've spent a long time single. Um, not for a lack of dating, but right. for a lack of figuring out who's going to be the next person. So... I think I've grown a lot from my time being single and like I feel very in my element in this relationship, which is nice. Do you feel like in your 20s, what you're looking for in terms of the person you spend the majority of your time with versus the person you spend your time with now? Like what are the differences for you or what did you experience? I mean, my last relationship, it was during college. Like that's a whole different set of priorities. I had no clue what I was going to do with my life, which is the same as right now, but (laughs) I at least have a income stream now um i was living in a different state i was dating somebody who was 
in a completely different career path who we were figuring out where we were going mm. like physically where yeah. we were living so like there were a lot of things up in the air for both of us in my last relationship whereas in this relationship a lot of those questions are answered so I think that gives a bit more calmness in like a foundation and a steady rock to it um, where things aren't really just like up in the air and questions. I think that that's like probably one of the best differences between yeah. your 20s and your 30s is that when you're in and you just entered a month ago, you've been in your 30s for about a month. But I feel like your 20s in a lot of ways can be way more stressful than your 30s. Yeah, because I, of course. It's like 20s are all trial by fire. It is a lot of comparison between you and what your what your friends are currently doing and figuring out. And it's like live in the moment, minute by minute, seeing other people find mm. their career paths or get accepted to something or get that big job or blah, blah, blah. Whereas I feel like in your 30s, a lot more people are, for better or for worse, established in what they're going to do yeah. and not necessarily trying to make those big jumps or big moves or which I think is, now that I think about it, is almost a detriment to yeah. a lot of people in their thirties, but at least it's not like constant, like feeling of, Oh, everyone's figuring it out in this year. Except like me. everyone's figuring this out. Except right. Me. In twenties, in your twenties, it was like, Oh shit, that person's graduate school. Should I go? Oh, they are on a career with the track. Should I go? Oh, they're not doing anything. And they're traveling the world working on farms. Should I go? I mean, as much as we say that that's just in your twenties, I, I still kind of do feel that in my thirties. I'm, I, my Facebook is like endless people from my hometown in Michigan getting engaged yeah. and getting having their first kid, their second kid, blah, 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 getting moved up in their corporation, blah, blah, blah. So like all these things are constant reminders. I don't think it really depends on the age. I think it's just a little bit more stressful when you leave high school or you leave college and it's like, oh, I actually have to make a decision. Yeah. And if I don't make that decision right now, what does that mean for my entire rest of my life? Yeah. Yeah. The comparison doesn't go away, but your relationship with the comparison will grow. Sure. You know? Okay. But you're not really in your 30s. You just turned 30. Well, I don't know the context of what you're critiquing. Well, what let, me, are let you? me ask you this. Let yeah. me ask you this. What are the lies that you have to battle about being in your 30s in terms of who, where you thought you'd be by the time you were 30? Oh, yeah. Did you have an idea in your mind's eye of where you'd be at 30? Well, I think my perception of 30 has always kind of changed. Like when I was young, 30 felt ancient. When I was like in my... Which is absurd. Right. Isn't that right. so silly? When I was maybe you like... You feels ancient to me now? 80. I'm like, Well, 80? yeah, that is a little ancient. That's it. Like if you're 80, I'm like, what should I do with my life? Ah, pretty much you're done. <laughs> yeah, there's not... I mean, you got... You're, the time's a ticket. Yeah. I don't know. To the octanagerians that are listening... <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. But when I was like in my what? In elementary school or in my, my teens perhaps. My teens. It seems so distant and so far and like a full grown ass adult. You think of like, what's that movie 13 going on 30? Their definition of old was 29. Oh my God. And you think about all these characters from like movies that you watched when you were younger and these are like full grown adults with kids that are getting married blah 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 yeah like julia roberts in pretty woman was supposed to be how old 25 24 yeah. and we are what you know yeah or how old was the cast of friends supposed to be i don't know man so, how old was the cast of younger like, than what we are now and wait. so you think about what they're supposed to be doing in their lives and you think of them as these like grown fully formed adults that are making huge decisions and that feels so distant and then now that I'm in the middle of it, I'm like, oh, girl, like, it's it's not as old as it seems. What? What are you gasping about? The cast of Friends 
would have been age 25 to 26 at the start of the show. That Thank is you. some bullshit. So, <laughs> what? You're seeing what if people. It was like a, a paleontologist. Yeah, you're seeing people like in fully formed uh, careers yeah. as professors, as. Uh, getting married as chefs. Mm-hmm. These people that are thriving in New York City with huge homes. It's like, that's none of it was realistic. None of it. So my perception of 30 was a little bit skewed. And then you also have like the thought of like 30 in gay years. Yeah. If you're gay, 30 <laughs> is like kind of like a perceived as a death sentence. Mm. Wow. I need- it's like old by okay. like 20 year olds. But okay. now that I'm now that I'm that old, I'm like, okay, well, I was completely lying. I was completely lied to. Yeah. And it's so not like that. And I think it also depends on the city. Speaking of gay culture, mm. you said 30 feels to you it felt. No, a death sentence is a huge dramatic word. Oh, for sentence. sure. But, but there is a certain stigma that comes with getting older. Is that what you're saying? Like- yes, a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, It's this, like, weird juxtaposition of people wanting to have this, like, young life, but they feel the need to overcompensate and over-succeed because of a lot of their families are not supportive, and so you have to go above and beyond. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a lot of queer people. And then also you want to relive this, like, youth that that you you never never got got to have. Oh, my God. So it's, like, all these different factors. Yes. Oh, my God. Because, like, I feel... This is... Okay. I felt like after I came out, I was 13 years old. Yeah. Like, I was 24 when I came out. Well, you think I was about a lot older than that, but I felt like I, my, my perception of relationships and first kisses and sex and everything, it felt like I was going through middle school. Absolutely. In terms of maturity. I feel like this generation is one of the first generations that gets to be young and queer when they are young and queer. Whereas our generation and especially older generations oh, yeah. who often never got the chance to come out, still don't have the ability to come out in their current situation, paved the way for us, but never got to like enjoy it yeah and so our couples therapist actually had to check us the other day we were because you were acting like middle schoolers we were stressed out about the wedding and we were just having a regular like weddings are stressful moving is stressful buying a home is stressful we're like leveling up in a way that brings up a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. you know um especially because we're both children of divorce and like the whole kit and caboodle it it comes up and uh we were talking about the wedding and our, our therapist literally interrupted us and was like, just for a moment, I want you to, to express some gratitude for the fact that you can get married right now. Mm. Do you realize 10 years ago, you two would not be able to even have this conflict because you would not be able to get married in the, nas- in the nation, in the mm-hmm. national sense, right? Mm-hmm. You know, California has been ahead of the curve for a long time. But if we had gotten in a car accident in Michigan, what would, we, what would happen? Um, and she did it in a kind way. Obviously, she's a therapist. But it really did give us a new touchstone for every time we start to get stressed out about the wedding is just kind of remembering like there were people who fought for 30, 40, 50, 60 years Mm -hmm. and how grateful we should be to those people who never got the chance totally to be like, how gay do we want our wedding? Mm. You know, like, Ooh, big queer extravaganza, classy queer. What are we going to do with it? Well, I feel like it, we, we probably do revert back to this like, middle school way of approaching a lot of relationships because we never got to do those things when we were actually in middle school or when we were doing it, it was a facade and we were too concerned about keeping up the facade than actually growing from the facade. So like all my gay boyfriends who came out in college and I came out in college. I had a lesbian girlfriend who came out after. 
it's so nice. Jules, hello. Another question I have about as you're getting, as you're growing up in gay culture, especially in like West Hollywood gay culture, and maybe it's an LA thing, maybe it's just being in your 20s, maybe it's being a part of a queer community, I don't know, but I felt really insecure about my body, about my... Oh my gosh, yeah, of course. Everything. Yes, but that, I mean, that is that has always been my life. Yeah. I have always dealt with body image issues. I've always dealt with uh, eating disorder or body dysmorphia or just... Did you feel a lot of pressure, like, from... Because I don't know if you... For those of you listening, L.A. as a city is a very outward-facing city, and it's a lot about appearance. Um, and there's that new show on Netflix about the, the gay guy with cerebral palsy. Have you heard mm-hmm. about that? Mm-hmm. And just talking about, like, there's a lot of pressure on people to have... Be like, woohoo, you know? Yeah, no, I get it. Um, oh, for those of you who can't see what I did. She was flexing. I flex. Because <laughs> you have to be, help, you have to like get yourself right. I've never really thought about it until this moment. Oh, but what's up? <laughs> I think for the majority of my time that I was single in LA, it was while I was figuring out YouTube. Mm. I think a lot of the reason why I was single was because I, I had this like, right now I am working. Right now I am figuring out YouTube, my career, blah, blah, blah. Right now it's me time. Right. And I was, and I was so much like developing Tyler Oakley yeah, and not developing like Tyler. And part of that I think is like the optics of what fit into the screen. I would dye my hair, but I wouldn't work on my body. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I would work on what. Oh, would, you were thinking about yourself. I literally was just. From the neck up. Literally. Oh, wow. Ty. And yeah. like so much of my effort and my work was going into maintaining it. This like. Something for other people. It's yes. Like, well, what are other people seeing? They never. It's not about how am I living holistically within myself. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, as long as whatever everyone else can see works, that's fine by me. Right. So like I would. I would. Go dye my hair on like the most, uh, you know, important schedule, but I wouldn't go work out knowing full well that it would give me like happiness because when you work out, it releases what endorphins or whatever. I don't know the whole the, the science behind it, but like I wasn't taking care of myself in a way that would like tangibly actually help me. I was mm-hmm. doing it in a very like this is for other people, way. right? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. I think that. Your 20s are a really important decade, but they're not the end of your growth as a person. Absolutely not. I I think 20s are more of your later adolescence and your 30s are more of your young adulthood. I would not, I did not feel like a young adult in my 20s. I felt like an old child. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I, I mean, I think part of it is because our careers, we really get to play. A lot of other people don't. So I'm grateful for that. But at the same time, it was like... I have never really felt like an adult until, yeah, recently. And I still sometimes don't feel like an adult. I think about, like, what it means to be a grown-up, and I'm like, "Eh, well, technically, yes. But, like, I... No, they're not really terms you can qualify, you know? No. No. It's what what does it mean to be an adult to you? If you spent your whole life having to take care of others, Mm -hmm. then maybe being an adult for you is getting away from that and Mm taking care of yourself. If you spent your whole life entirely self-centered and focused... It, maybe your adulthood is taking care of another person. It's mm. it's kind of like balancing on a scale that you get to build, you know? So mm-hmm. you can put what's on that scale and you get to figure out how to balance it. And in your 20s, you figure out, okay, what am I going to spend my life prioritizing? Sure. And your 20s and then your 30s, you get to see if you can do it. <laughs> I, you know, when I was growing up, I thought like I would be, I always thought I would be married with kids by 25. God, me too. And I look back That's at insane. that and I think, in what world did I think that that 
for me personally, that that was the path. Because at 30, there's no world where I can be married. There's no world where that would be appropriate. Like, I just am, like, not in that place right now. And furthermore, obviously, of course, kids. And then I think I, would, I don't even have it in me to have a dog right now. Yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, my perception of what I thought I would be is also changed by, like, what was in the Midwest. I grew up in the Midwest, and what else do a lot of people have to do? A lot of my friends, a lot of my family, a lot of everyone, it's very normal to get married when you finish college. It's very normal to start having kids as soon as you get married. It's like all those things where I look at the people in Michigan, and I'm like, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just completely outside of what I am doing now so my moving out of michigan i think really changed the the course course. absolutely yeah and then in the context of my family it's like i asked my parents i was just i just called my dad the other day and i was like what were you doing when you were my age like what were you up to when you were 30 and he was finalizing a divorce. He mm-hmm. had already had three kids. He, like, you know, all these things where it's like, oh, my yeah. God. My like, parents got married when they were 21. They had my sister when they were 24. They had me when they were 26. And they were divorced by 28. And there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, of course there's nothing wrong but, with like, it. But, like, I think it's just, like, di- is when... Because I'm really grateful to be alive. Well, yeah, God <laughs> yeah, bless. God bless. Um, it's just different. It's well, different it's than what I expected. Funny. It is. Because it's, like, I, I think... I, I completely agree. I fully also shared the expectation that by the time I was 30 years old, I think in my mind's eye, I thought 30 was 40. You oh, know? for sure. And yeah. I, I really thought I'd be married with children who were like toddlers by 30. And now that seems just like the most insane idea. I mean, for me personally, disclaimer, disclaimer, just talking about myself. Obviously. Yeah. Oh, analyze this. Yeah. You know? um, Analyzing Tyler. It's like you can only do what's supposed to be right for you. But I do think there's something good about like having kids when you're young. I, I do want to have kids when I'm young. And I do want to be youthful when they're in like graduating high school and like having their own kids. Like I get it. You have no idea the kind of pressure you don't have from not having a uterus. Because literally Ella, my beloved 28-year-old partner... It will like be like TikTok, babe. No. When are we gonna put a baby in that? I, I do have to say I'm grateful to not have that type of energy around it. Though And I'm like, when are we gonna blow out my body? I don't know mm. ever. Yeah. Maybe not. Uh I don't know. Personally, I know I want to adopt. I know that that's so I don't feel a, a, a ticker on that. But I who knows what my partner will want to do? Who knows what when the time will come, but well, all those things. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know either. But and I don't gotta know. And we don't have to know. That's something we get to figure out right. in our thirties. There's like, no accidental child for me. Not it will be same very on purpose. <laughs> yeah. So So your life isn't that. You don't have children. You're not married right now. Um <laughs> but how do you I guess, deal with those expectations that you did have. Like, how do you take care of the self that you are today versus the self in your 20s? You know, I think this year I've become really good at, thanks to Nathan, who you know, who helps me, like, really organize my life, but also organize, like, my YouTube stuff and all, all this stuff. He and I really worked hard on knowing that being a creator means growing, because if you don't grow, you have nothing to talk about that's different than what you've done in your in before. So, like, figuring out what I wanted to do this year that was, like, just for me. So, things like going to therapy, mm. which I had been putting off and being like, I don't know how I'm going to, like, figure it out or finding a person, blah, blah, blah. It's just, like, all the excuses I would give. He was like, no, we're going to, like, this is something you want to prioritize, so we're going to prioritize it. And, like, also 
diving into new things. I feel like a lot of people, once they leave college, it feels like the end of mind growth or experimenting and figuring out what you like and what you don't like. It's like college is a great time. High school is a great time where you join things, hate things, leave things, join a new thing, hate that, love this, blah, blah, blah. Figure out what you actually like, whether it's because of clubs or because of classes or whatever. You like play new instruments or you learn a new language or blah, blah, blah. I think a lot of people in my life that have left school and are now in their like traditional nine to five or even people that are in a more creative, flexible timeline don't give themselves the freedom to like learn new things or try new things. And so this year I'm really trying to like do that. I'm taking piano lessons, which has been like, I feel my brain working. You know what I mean? Like for a long time, it just was a lot of things feel like monotony, but like this, every time I go to a piano lesson, I'm like, Ooh, my brain is like stretching in a funky way. It feels so good. Well, you're doing something that it hasn't done before. Yeah. Which is really good for anybody who's caught in patterns in their life that are unhealthy or they want to break out of. Sometimes it's not about breaking the pattern itself. Sometimes it's about adding different patterns Mm. as opposed to trying to remove a pattern you're already in. It's like, okay, this is a time I'd usually, I don't know, um, like sit around on my phone. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, don't tell yourself not to do that. Put something else there. It is, it is bonkers to me how much I have grown in the past four or five months of piano lessons simply by giving one hour a week. Wow. One hour a week is nothing. Yeah. And I could have easily just spent that one hour a week browsing Instagram, which I would have done last year. And so... Instagram is having a bad effect on my um, self-esteem. Kind of same. Yeah. I really am um, loving muting people on every single platform. It's Tyler, like, I just went through and muted so many people last night. Liberation. Oh, it's so much better. People that make... That, like, trigger bad feelings about my... Like... Whatever. You don't need to... Yeah. Do you know Adam JK? Mm-mm. He is a artist that I found on Instagram. He helped me make my pins for Chosen Family last mm. year. He helped design this. Oh! Um, my little mug. Yeah. He, um, he put up a post that really stuck with me and resonated with me about, like, you don't go into anybody else's place of work and try to enjoy that version of them. So, like, be, just because you are friends with somebody doesn't mean you're going to like their online brand. Yeah. Like, that's their work sometimes. Yeah. That's who they are at work. You don't have to like that. Yeah. And sometimes if that makes you like them less, it is the nicest thing to mute them or unfollow them so, you so can that you can continue as, to like them as, as person, who they are. As a person that you know. I think granting yourself the freedom to, like, be the curator that takes care of yourself Instead of the curator that follows people because you feel like you have to. Mm-hmm. That's so crucial. If you're having trouble finding your own voice or hearing your own thoughts, social media is not going to help. Mm. It's a bunch of other people's voices, a bunch of other people's thoughts. The best thing you can do, at least the best thing I can do is... I think up. it depends on who you follow on social media. I don't like to... If I'm like feeling not positive about myself... I don't like to go on my Twitter or my Instagram. Well, then you need to check who you're following. I go on my Reddit. You can curate your Twitter and your Instagram to be like your Reddit. I should curate my Twitter. You can. The way I get to experience it. Anytime somebody's like, I don't get Twitter, I'm like, well, it's because you're not following the people that would bring you joy. I'm going to start muting. Please. Lord. And no one will ever know. And honestly, the best thing about muting is not just like learning to appreciate your friends as your friends instead of their brand, but 
slowing down your timeline so that you go and refresh it less. I would love to watch a social media digital well-being, like health. As if I could lead that. My God, well, I am the definition tell, of just tell unhealth. Me I'll, and then I'll go out and sure. I'll lead it. But I'm, I'm, I'm just your guru. Yeah, please guru me because yeah. like all of a sudden I look at my phone and I'm like, when did this get so toxic? It's a lot very quickly. Yeah. Often. So it's it's like before you know it, you've refreshed 50 times in an hour and then you've got all these new things that you're continuing to read. It's like a waste of your time. The less people you follow, the less you can see. It's the more time you go to spend something and doing something else. It's like yeah. it changes how you use your time. I love that. Yeah, I love that. All. Yeah. Okay, great. How do you make time for therapy? Not so much hard to make time, hard to do the work. Like, I, even this, even every week, I'm like, I don't want to go to therapy because I know it's like work. I get it. It's like, it's a doozy. It's an emotional doozy. And some people like don't want to go put in the work. They have the time, but they don't want to put in the work. It's, but I just know it is an investment. You know, I just know it is, if something were to come up in my life, heaven forbid, that is a huge nuclear bomb. Yeah. Nuclear? Nuclear. Both. If, if a bomb were to blow up and I didn't have the support system in place of a therapist or, or even in my own personal support system, I would be very, I would be much more helpless yeah. than I am currently because I've set up a support system. So yeah, it feels like, why go to therapy if I'm not going through the worst thing I can possibly imagine? A lot of people have that mindset. Right. But it's like therapy is, is it's, a... It's sometimes you get more out of therapy when you're not in crisis. Yeah. Because then you can prepare yourself. Crisis will come. Crisis will come, but you're learning the skills and the things that are going to prepare you to deal with that in a more effective way when it does come. Plus you're setting up a relationship that you can really build and like trust when it does come. Yeah. I think it's important. I love it. You don't have to be into it. You don't have to get something out of it. Yes, you do. No, you don't. I say yes. (laughs) There's many ways to, to experience therapy. I think whether it's by cultivating relationships with the people around you, whether it's cultivating a relationship with yourself. Yeah. So maybe like traditional therapy might not be for you. I don't know. I There's don't a know. lot of different styles of talk yes. therapy. You yeah. know? And I think that finding the one that works for you. We is... don't like conversion therapy. No, we do not. We can put our foot down on that. I do not enjoy conversion therapy. I also don't particularly like gestalt. It's a style that I don't find effective. I don't know him. We don't know him. I'll tell you about him later. I think what is also kind of funny about your 20s and your 30s. I took everything more seriously in my 20s than I do in my 30s. Oh, for sure. I mean, obviously I'm speaking like freshly 30, but I, even if I were to include like the late 20s. Yeah, compared- your late 20, 28, 27, 28, and 29 are very different years than 23, 24, 25. Oh. 26 is just not included. No, just kidding. <laughs> I, I also think a lot of it all really is warped by my time on YouTube. And a, I think this era of my life where I'm like very more relaxed and more chill and take things less seriously and don't really care and care about the things that I should care about. I think, I think, who knows, maybe when I'm 40, I'll look back at this and be like, girl, you still didn't care about the right things. But in context of like what I cared about in my twenties, I do think I'm prioritizing things better. Yeah. Trying to. Well, I'm, I'm happy we can care about things at all. You yeah. Know, that's something that, Especially with like building these roots and they're different from how we would imagine them. If like in the cookie cutter kids by 30 mind's eye life, I feel grateful that I'm in my thirties and grateful that you're in your entering your thirties with priorities, Mm. with the things you know to care about. And I think that that's a real gift. I, my heart breaks for people that 
don't feel like they can find that care without finding the burden that goes along with it. And I think a lot of people don't want to care about things because they don't want to be responsible for them or be afraid of losing them and like all those those fears that need to be confronted. Okay, if you could go back in time and tell yourself one thing, 23-year-old Tyler, just out of college, then don't think about the Tyler Oakley public figure of it all. Think about like internal Tyler. What would be the something you would tell them? Well, I was just moving to San Francisco, I think. I was, or maybe I was in the middle of San Francisco about to move to LA, I don't know. But I was definitely probably the type of person that wouldn't listen to any advice I would have given me. So if 30-year-old me would go back in time, 23-year-old me would literally just be like, okay, girl, and like walk away, I'm sure. But if I were to give any advice, it's hard to, to separate the YouTube of it all because YouTube was my life. YouTube was like every inch of my life. But as a person as a person, driven I mean, it could have been... But remember, like, if you had a different career path, that probably would have been your life, too. Yeah, no, I'm sure. But, you like, know? knowing the personal things that I was going through, probably, like, the advice I would give is everybody else's opinion of you has nothing to do with you. Mm. And I still need to hear that advice today. I needed to hear that just now. Well, it was great. <laughs> it's, 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 it is something... Michael Buckley said that once in a video, and it just really stuck with me. Everyone will have something that they think about you, and you cannot do anything to change that. You, There's nothing you can do. You can be on your best behavior. You can be the kindest person. You can say all the right things. You can be as, as catering to their exact wishes that you think that they have. Yeah. And it still will not be enough. So it's like what they think is within them. Yeah. As it's completely within them. What you are is within you. And you just got to, you got to accept that. That's how it's, that's a doozy. It's a doozy. It's a doozy. Cause it's so fun to jump into other people's heads and be like, this is what they're thinking about me right now. But we're just making that up. Cause we have no idea. Right. Somebody could be thinking like, man, I'd hope I don't shit my pants right now. And we could be like, Oh my God, am I being weird? Right. They seem like, I feel like I'm being weird. I, I constantly have to remind myself like, Nobody cares about your performance at this event. Nobody cares about your performance in this conversation. Nobody cares about all, like every single thing. Nobody is thinking about you because everyone's concerned about themselves. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. Everyone, everyone is like, did I say something weird? Did I be weird? Was I blah, blah, blah? Am I stupid? Blah, blah, blah. Am I like, <laughs> do I look bad? Do I look like shit in this picture? Nobody's even looking at you in the picture, in the group picture. They're everyone's looking, looking at themselves. themselves. So, like, nothing matters as much as you think. Yeah. Ah. Oh. I love that. Meanwhile, I still go through that that every single day where I'm like, I do think all those things. I do think everyone's looking at me. I do think everyone's paying attention to how I'm acting or like how I form a sentence or blah, 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 all these things. And I constantly have to be like, nothing matters, nothing matters, nothing matters. But in the good way, because yeah, yeah, yeah. the hard thing about letting go, I think what I struggle with with the nothing matters in a positive way is that my like brain when it's not in a good place is always like, well, don't. nothing matters. I know, I get it. <laughs> I it's a fine line. It's, it's, it's trying to find that freedom. I feel like if I could tell myself. It's nothing matters and that's okay. Yeah, it's nothing matters and that's okay. Nothing matters and you still. Nothing matters, but you matter. Like, sure. You matter. Yeah. But nothing matters. Don't yeah, worry yeah. Don't worry about it. Right. I feel like if I could tell myself one thing in my 20s, it would be you're going to make mistakes and your life will not fall apart. Mm because what I have such a hard time letting go of and the anxiety that really haunted me in my 20s is that I had this very absolutist kind of mentality of like, oh no, I have to do this right. And if it doesn't go exactly as I hope, fuck, I've, I've screwed everything up. And I struggle with that to a lesser degree now. But 
I would have, I would have appreciated a little bit of that relief, you know, as opposed to just losing just so much sleep, Mm. just constantly losing sleep. I get that. I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit, I think you're a people pleaser. I think I'm a little bit of a people pleaser. (laughs) I think uh, another piece of advice I would give me is no, you don't owe anybody anything. You only owe yourself a good life. And I think a lot of my time in my 20s was like trying to accommodate and trying to give and trying to, there's nothing wrong with giving, Mm -hmm. but like when it means that you're taking away from yourself, Mm. you have nothing left to give and you have nothing left to give yourself. So it's like, and obviously I'm still working on this. So I don't have it all figured out. And I, and you never will. And I never will, but I'm inching closer at least. And it's like, at least being aware and conscious of these things helps me frame how I navigate it all. But yeah, I think to give and give and give when you have nothing left to give is just like a detriment. It is just like torture. But you don't even recognize that it's torture because you think that you're doing the right thing. But you have to take care of yourself. Yeah, you do. You should give what you have in excess, not what you have as your supply. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. So if you don't have an excess amount of energy that day, it's okay to not give it all away. Mm -hmm. I love that. Last but not least, opposite question. How do you feel like Tyler Oakley is as like a person in this weird, weird life? Bitch, I I am getting by. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Like it's, it's. Some days are really good. Some days are really shitty. It's like, I'm just figuring it out. One day at a time. But one, you- it's, it really is one day at a time. Not in like a traumatic, dramatic way, but like, I'm figuring it out. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like... How the- are you feeling? I feel good. How is Hannah Hart? Hannah Hart is feeling good. I feel like I exist. <laughs> I feel good. I feel like I exist, which is great. Mm. Like, I feel like I can just see the difference. I feel like I know myself... And I have privacy and it's really nice. Yeah. I get to make things because I want to make things, not because I'm giving pieces of myself away because I I have to deliver. I get that. You know, like tasting a bunch of Halo Top. Let's do it. We love to have fun. (laughs) We love to have fun. We're going to have a lot of fun tomorrow too. Do you have anything coming up that you want to talk about that you like? I'm still on The Amazing Race. (gasps) Congratulations. I know Ella is a rabid fan. Really? Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, You know what Ella said to me once that I always thought was amazing? She said, and maybe I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to. She's like, Tyler is your funniest friend. (gasps) No! I have never been more happy and excited and fulfilled and like validated. She thinks you're hilarious. She loves you. Wow. You just got flabbergasted flustered Tyler. Isn't that funny? That's an honor. I know. And she knows like... Everybody. Everybody. I know. She knows funny people. I know. She knows Corey. So that really says that I'm the funny one of me and Corey. Well, I don't know if she listens to Psycho Babble. She hasn't spent any time with Corey. Oh, okay. Oh, actually, she So you're saying if she did... Wait. How dare you? But she watches us on the race and Corey's funny on the race. Anyway. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm going to take it for what it is. Thank you so much. I'm putting it in my Twitter bio. (laughs) And Hannah's funniest friends. Oh my God. Quote, Elamiel Jenkins. Yes. Um, Amazing. Well, Tyler, I love you so much. Thank you for being here. I'm really honored to be here. Honored to see your home. Honored to be in your life. Honored to have you in my life. Um, When did we meet? 2000 something. 2000. (laughs) That would make sense. 11. It's been a while. It's been a minute. Eight years. We should all celebrate our 10-year friend anniversary in 2021. Yes, please. Where are we going to go? VidCon? (laughs) (laughs) Never. You bet. No, but maybe, you know... Maybe we should should have our own con. We should do... 
Well, I used to call my birthday we Anacon. Should. Well, you would. I did. Oh, God. Ugh. Don't never look at that hashtag. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Maybe we go to Vegas. Maybe we see Gaga. Maybe we do something fun. Who knows what Gaga will be up to then? You don't think she's going to do a residency by then? Well, no, it's going to be over by 2021. Hilaire. A residency well, is like a five-year thing, isn't it? She's only committed through the year. Oh, my a Fake God. fan. Do you know anything? <laughs> about Jean-Jean? About my queen? <laughs> Barely. Mm. Well, who knows who will be in residency then? But, yeah, we should Probably celebrate. us. Yeah, probably us. We'll be like, hey, guys. <laughs> Ew! <laughs> the slumber party to a residency no! in Vegas? <laughs> no! I'd see it. I'd see it. I'd sooner die. Um, well... <laughs> <laughs> See you then. Uh, thank you so much, earbuds, for listening. If you want to be a part of our Patreon family, there's less than a hundred pins left. Ooh, Tyler, I'll give you a pin for analyze oh, this. Thank you. And um, Gelby sends her love as well. Mm, she said she couldn't be here. I'm. I was very bummed when I found out. You remember what nickname you gave Hannah when you guys met? We went to your house for a party. It was us two and a bunch of men, and. Uh, it was like Mama Ruth. Oh, yeah, that guy. Baby Ruth. I don't gotta know. go. That is ringing a bell. Yeah, I don't that know. Night? Oh, my God. Mama Ruth. <laughs> yeah. Um, so thank you so much for being here. Love you guys so much. Click like, rate, review, and make sure you check out Tyler's podcast if you sure. don't know it. It's called Psycho Battle. When are you going to come on Psycho Battle? I'll do it again. You, did you come on when we were doing the video? Like, I've or... been on like twice. You okay. came on video and when before we did video. You'll so you need to come back. For what, not on video again. Yes. Great. And God, I need to introduce Ella to Corey so she can get it, you know. Don't be rude. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon.